Hello and welcome to the New Model Advisor podcast. My name's Will Robbins, uh, the editor of the magazine. Uh, I'm joined today by Tessa Lee from Money Info. Hello, Tessa. Hi, Will. And we're going to talk today about uh, cost saving. Uh, as you may or may not have seen, New Model Advisor has engaged in an editorial campaign over the last few weeks or months, in fact, started earlier in the year, uh, called the Cost Cutting Crusade. And the whole point was, of this was to help firms deal with the, the costs they can control. We all know about PI. We all know about the FSCS and regulatory levies. There's not a lot you can do about those. Obviously, we'll keep fighting for those to be fairer. Uh, and less of a burden, but in the long, t- in the short term, certain, certainly there are the things. Uh, there are other things you can control, uh, other overheads, and once you start digging under the surface, it's fascinating what savings there are. Savings for your business, and perhaps savings that can be passed on to clients, make you more manoeuvrable uh, and robust. And of course, the COVID nineteen crisis has put this into sharp relief. Obviously, working from home is cutting down commuting. Uh, but there's many other aspects uh, of many other, many other aspects of that, many other costs uh, that have uh, that have emerged, or cost savings that have emerged. So, without further ado, I want to uh, ask Tessa about that. Uh, I'll start by asking how uh, you and your business have uh, adapted to the crisis, and uh, how you've been helping your clients who are advisors. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think I mentioned this to you. We, we sent up the Money Info Back Signal about three and a half weeks ago now, um, which uh, kind of mobilised our um, BCP plan. And we all started working from home from, from that morning, really. Um, we're quite fortunate. We're already set up to work remotely. A number of us all already had days working at home sometimes. Um, so the, there was very little impact for us in terms of getting that, that set up. Um, everybody was able to just go to their dining tables or spare bedrooms as opposed to the office in the morning, um, set up their laptops and, and away they went. We, you know, we use a, a voice over IP service called Ring Central, which is really good actually, if people are looking at that kind of stuff to, to manage the phone system. Um, all of our services are hosted, all of our systems are hosted. So there's, there's no need for us to, to be in the office at all. Um, so it, it worked really well actually. And the team, I have to say, they've been brilliant and they've adapted really well. We're having you know daily meetings um, to kind of set our priorities. We're having a weekly all staff session on a Monday morning mm. and on a Friday lunchtime, we're having the Money Info Tavern virtual pub and uh, we're doing a quiz most weeks on that now. So it's been great to see, you know, the team working hard and adapting to, to working from home because it can be quite isolating if you're doing it all the time. Yeah. You know, we do love to go into the office and see each other. There's a good rapport, there's the camaraderie and the team spirit. Um, but we've tried to continue that by, you know, utilizing things like Zoom and, and Microsoft Teams to, to mm. make sure that communication stays as it was really so it's been it's been really good and we've been really really busy from a client's perspective um i I get go on sorry will i was was gonna want just want to interrupt can i ask how are you running the pub quiz (laughs) what are you using to do that we're doing it over zoom so we have a zoom a zoom pub quiz um and we'll use a combination of powerpoint slides nothing too too technical powerpoint slides for some of the questions for picture quizzes yeah. um today we all had to put blindfolds on and we all had to draw the money info logo blindfolded and there was a prize for the, for the best one um Brilliant. and then you know we're doing all sorts of stuff really just to make it fun we had a round today where you had to go and fetch things and the quickest one back and you know to hold it up in front of the camera kind of got the points 
Um, we've done all sorts of stuff, music rounds, just using Zoom, which I think loads of, I mean, Zoom have done really well out of this, haven't they? I think loads of people yeah. are using it now as well as kind of Microsoft Teams too, but Zoom works well for that because you can get lots of people on the screen in one go and, you know, yeah, it's mm. been, it's been really good fun. Sorry, and I, I did interrupt you. You were about to say how advisors have been uh, coping, how your, your, the advisors you work with have been coping over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and again, I've been really impressed to see what's happened. And I think sometimes it takes an event like this to kind of force people into taking action and changing the way that they do things. Um, so we've seen a real escalation across all of our firms, particularly and obviously around secure communications. Mm. Um, we've had a 1400, over a 1400% increase in the amount of secure messages that are going through the portal between February and March. Um, documents sharing are on the ERP, logins are on the ERP, e-signatures are five times what they were. We've got firms that have been implementing the DocuSign integration. They've been using the CMS to put their own content into their dashboards, whether that's a kind of COVID-19 investment update or uh, videos or all sorts of stuff. So they've really adapted well and, and a number of firms have kind of escalated their rollout to all their clients um, so mm. that they can, you know, to communicate remotely so there's been a really good strong reaction from the advice firms in terms of adapting to working remotely with their clients um, and we've been running a series of webinars um, over the last couple of weeks specifically targeted around how you can work with your clients remotely using the portal um, and they've been really well attended and we're that's why I guess we're really busy at the moment because we're helping our firms you know if they haven't started using secure messaging we've got them up and running with it or you know mm. they're rolling out to more clients so yeah they they have adapted brilliantly i have to say and you know i think a lot of people are saying this aren't they this is going to change the way that advice is delivered you know for the future as well i don't think everybody will go back to normal from this mm. because we've all realized how much more efficient you can be um by yeah. doing it this way our, our business development director sim was talking to me he had um four online meetings yesterday in a day and obviously because he's doing them he, he probably does about half of his meetings remotely anyway um before before this obviously they're now all being done remotely um he can fit four in a day where he doesn't have to travel he's got time to fit his admin in around it so you know he's being really productive and mm. and the same will apply to our advice firms they're seeing exactly the same with with client meetings they can get more in make themselves more efficient and a, a you know a fraction of the cost of running around the country Wow, fascinating. Now, I wanted, one of the things I wanted to, to, to talk about was to just hit, you know, hit, try and hit some of those, uh, some of those costs, you know, you know um, one, one by one. Um, I'm going to start with uh, postage. And uh, I had to, this, this sort of an immediate reason for this is I had a little bit of a debate on Twitter today, or I kicked off a little bit of a debate on Twitter today, when I said that uh, I thought, I'd, you know, hearing a few stories of advisors taking a five minute drive to, to their office. Uh, and I, and I was just saying, you know, a little slightly provocatively, was this the right thing to do? And knowing that a few of our advisors had actually, you know, volunteered that information uh, to me to say, you know, this is this is what they were doing. Um, but a lot of the response was saying, well, look, we'll, you know, don't don't judge me, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to break the rules, but I can't run my business without picking up post. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm really interested to ask you about this and what you've. Uh, you know, how you deal with this with advisors when you're trying to, you know, as you do make things more technology focused, what's, what's mm. the reality in terms of what they, what can they control? What can't they control? And what do you do to try and, you know, ha have you got any businesses that have gone post, post free, for example? 
Um, we do have, we do certainly have um, some businesses that have gone pretty much paperless. We've, we've got one that, that's gone paperless and is using the secure messaging and document sharing for pretty much everything now. And they've, they've reduced their own costs by 35% according to their, their analysis. So we do see it. But I think you're right to point out that it, there's a difference between what the advice firm's in control of and what they're not in control of with paperwork. Mm. We've been on a crusade for a long time to get firms to use the the document sharing functionality in the portal because it not only makes them more efficient it's a better experience for the client because they're effectively filing all that important paperwork for their client and it's exactly where the client um, needs it when they do need it um, but of course they're in control of the paperwork that they're exchanging with their clients so we're seeing review packs going through the portal you know client agreements e-signature stuff through DocuSign recommendation reports meeting notes newsletters performance reporting all sorts of stuff going through the portal anything that an advisor and client are communicating on they're kind of in control of and they can you know, do that remotely and they can do that in a paperless way through secure messaging and, and document sharing and e-signatures as well. Mm. The challenge perhaps comes where I think, you know, and I think this is starting to change for some as well, where we see a, a lot of the platform and provider processes are mm. still fairly paper heavy or wet signatures are relied on. Yeah. And that's where the challenge comes because they can't then just, you know, do an e-signature process and, and send that, you know, the mechanisms for sending stuff to providers remotely just aren't, aren't perhaps quite that quite there now um mm. i think we're seeing that change i think there's a, a couple of providers that are you know starting to to look at or accept e-signatures now um so maybe this will be a, a push for that because you know they're the businesses that have the real challenges and i think if you can't support this in the future you know you're not going to be at the forefront are you because it is how we're all going to be expecting to work yeah. Now we've seen it working. So we're seeing great stuff with advisor firms and how they're working with their clients. But I suspect those that are going to the office, you know, either they haven't got a brilliant client portal like Money Info to, to do this, or it's the stuff that they can't control that they've got to go and, you know, collect on yeah. a fairly regular basis. Yeah. You, I, um, yes, and I, you know, I was doing another podcast uh, earlier this week and you, you very kindly uh, helped me with that with some uh, facts and figures, but they're, they're really interesting. I think, you know, one of them, I think you mentioned just there, which I find um, uh, startling. And I think it was, you know, it's a small firm. I imagine it might have been a, you, know, you might call a one-man band, perhaps you can tell me. But that saving of 35% yeah. of going paperless, yeah. so not just pay, postage, but entirely paperless. Um, yeah. That, I find, that was a, sort of astonishing, and it raised eyebrows <laughs> with the people that I was on the, uh, on the podcast with. Um, but, yeah. you know, someone else saving uh, £500 on postage, um across many clients i mean someone else 600 pounds every six weeks on cartridges um, exactly um, yeah. and then also fascinating firms that are spending over 10k on an external print agency for quarterly reporting so the uh, these are the reports uh, required by uh, mifid 2 i think um yes so yeah just just perhaps you know so perhaps go go behind a couple of those figures especially the 35% one i mean perhaps mm -hmm. a small small firm yes but uh, is it really really can be spending that much on on paper and postage yeah, and I guess it's not just paper and postage, it's the other efficiencies around that as well, because, right. you know, there's printing, there's printing costs, there's paper costs, there's postage costs, there's time cost in terms of having people to, you know, put things in envelopes and, and get them into the post. 
Mm. There's time cost in, in that delivery process and collating paperwork and putting the reports together with the, the kids or the, uh, the application forms or whatever it happens to be, you know, those and, and then sending the same stuff out to lots of clients. You can do that much more efficiently through technology and much more quickly through technology because you're not sending them out one by one in an envelope. You can automate that process. So. Um, that's where those and it is a small firm and I don't know how that would you know we don't have the stats yet to how that would scale up to a, to a much larger business but certainly you know a lot of these are the costs that we don't really think about you know on, on our day-to-day -day processes we just do things the way we've always done it and when we start to look at it and we've been starting to ask our firms about this kind of stuff mm. and, and you realize you're spending 600 pounds on new printer cartridges every six weeks you know then you start to it, it does start to add up and those mm. you know the, the physical costs uh, tangible costs and also those time costs as well when they bring them together you know there are some real savings in in efficiencies and costs that yeah. firms can be making with this and uh, i think that's a, yeah you should mention it's saving time as well as money that's that's vitally important and uh, perhaps yeah. hard perhaps harder for firms to measure at the outset um, but perhaps they do feel the benefit of, of later on. I, I think you're right. And, and, you know, not everybody's going to be prepared to kind of measure every minute spent on every task and, you know, see, see how that, that translates. But, you know, it, again, it's that hidden time, you know, it's the time spent chasing people up for stuff that you can get a much quicker reaction on when they get push notification on your branded app, because we can't mm. resist a push notification and we go in and we look at it and we do something with it. Um, so, you know, that means that advisor or power planner or administrator isn't picking up the phone to chase the client to say, we need these forms back from you. From you. We, you know, we're trying to set up your SIP or what have you. We, we had a firm that um, was one of our case studies, actually, and they set up a client in Australia in 24 hours, got their SIP application through, got them onboarded in 24 hours. And they had to do it remotely because the client's in Australia. Um, but they did that with their technology through the portal through sharing the documents and getting the e-signatures and using secure messaging so um i think it's you know all of these you know every little bit of this adds up into a a really cost you know real cost saving and efficiencies for the firm um, but it's yeah. not you know, not always that easy to quantify um, but certainly i think it becomes evident over time as you start to work differently. And that's happened over the last three weeks, hasn't it? You know, our business development director has noticed how much more time he has because he's doing everything remotely. It's mm. him more time so he can follow up with all of his, you know, all four meetings in one day, get his meeting notes out, get his proposals out, you know, get his follow-ups done. Whereas before he would be on the road in a car and he'd lost that time. So yeah. I think over yeah. time you start to realize because you naturally feel you've got more time, you, you notice it. Um, yeah. But it is perhaps harder to quantify in, in great detail. And um, yeah, are there any tools out there that measure the time it takes you to do a task or to do a business process? Um, there are time recording tools out there. Um, I, I can't name any off the top of my head, but there are. There will be specific time recording tools out there. There are also, you know, some of the back office or practice management systems will have time recording in them as well. Um, I know from from working at First Software years ago, an advisor office used to have time recording in it. So, um, and I'm sure the other ones do as well. Um, so yeah, there are ways that they can they can do that, sure. and some firms will do because they are charging on a, on a time basis specifically and uh okay and so the last thing i wanted to talk to you about was emails so uh we had when you had you on this podcast before maybe last year uh i remember you said 
you, you said to you know you said to the to, to listeners stop sending client communications via email uh, and no, I think <laughs> I think that um, I think that surprised a few I think a lot of advisors still do that I certainly receive newsletters say I mean nothing confidential but I suppose the newsletters uh, and, uh, but, and updates of the uh, some investment updates from advisors by email um, but just maybe worth revisiting that especially in the context of all the rapid change that they've been having to make over the last few weeks and I'm going to yep. throw zoom into that as well even though we're using that ourselves right now um there's not that much sensitive information being dealt with or it might be uh you know written or said so yeah perhaps you could talk about that yeah so yeah i do bang on about yeah sending sensitive information via email quite a lot so apologies for that but um it is true it's it was never designed with security in mind email it, it's not a secure we're all aware of phishing attacks and you know businesses being compromised and and the most uh, most often when businesses are compromised through a cybersecurity attack, it comes via email. It's a phishing attack. Um, and so, you know, you shouldn't be sending anything with sensitive or personal or financial clients information via email um, because it's just not secure, which is why putting it into a client portal and using secure messaging, um, it's behind that authenticated users login. It's nice and easy for them to use. It's filed in the right place for them when they you know, want to come and find it. It's a much more efficient, but also a much more secure way of doing things. And we're seeing, you know, there's been stuff out in the in the press recently that phishing attacks are on the rise because of COVID-19, because everybody's mm -hmm. doing stuff remotely. So, you know, we've got to watch out for, for that kind of stuff and protect our clients' information. Um, and then, you know, Zoom, Again, I guess we've we've been using Zoom for a little while. I know a lot of advice firms have started using Zoom now with their clients. And again, with these things, you've just got to make sure you've got them set up right. You know, make sure you've got your security settings in Zoom set up so that your meetings are passworded. You know, check what's happening with the recordings of those meetings. You know, you can download them and, and store them securely, you know, elsewhere. Um, and just be mindful of that kind of stuff, I guess, when you're using when you're using these technologies. But they work brilliantly and they're designed for this kind of stuff, aren't they? So, yeah, for me, don't send client information via email. Newsletters, absolutely fine. Generic stuff, absolutely fine. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're sending your client stuff about their own finances and their own situation, you really want to be doing that in a, in a much more secure way. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tessa. Tessa, if, uh, if people want to get in touch with you about, about your business or about sa saving time, what's the best way to do that? Visit your website, email? Uh, yeah, go to the website, www.moneyinfo.com. Um, you'll see lots of stuff about what we do as a business and how we can help you there. And you can book a one-to-one -one meeting with Sim, our lovely business development director, who will be more than happy to show anybody um, how we can help firms with their, um, you know, with their client portal. Fantastic. Well, I certainly would like also to hear any stories uh, that you have, you listeners have, uh, about the, the costs that you've saved. Uh, I know from my international colleagues, uh, editors at CityWire uh, around the world, uh, they've had some extraordinary stories. Uh, I think one, one of our editors in, in Spain, uh, they had, a, had a, an advisor, they were working, the advisor who was, uh, flew to the Canary Islands. <laughs> like every week or more um it was using it like the tube i think they said uh but in, wow. in the us we've heard obviously you know similar stories not necessarily to do with technology i suppose but well 
you know that using using remote calling now but had been driving miles and miles and miles uh around the states uh, to visit clients just because that was the way they did so some really really uh, fascinating stories but uh, i'd like to hear what you guys in, in in the uk are doing as well what what what's really opened your eyes to cost sa cost saving and time saving that would be uh, absolutely fantastic uh, if you want to do that just email me uh wrobbins at citywire.co.uk uh, or news at citywire.co.uk one B in Robbins, never forget that. Excellent. Well, all right, I'll wind that, wind that up, Tessa. I'd love to speak to you and uh, uh, take, take, take care. Thanks very much. Oh, you too, Will. Thanks very much. I enjoyed it. Cheers. Bye.